A reading from Luke 24, 25-29. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is early evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. I have a couple of observations about this. Jesus is frustrated how foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets had spoken. You know, this side of the cross and the ascension and all that, the resurrection and the ascension, we look back and we read Isaiah and all these prophets and we're like, ah, it's so clear. It's all here. But, you know, the more I read it, the more I read those prophets and the more I try to put myself in their position, the more understandable it becomes that they they couldn't really at first realize that Jesus was the Messiah because there was so much expectation on a political revolt, on a political overthrowing of the Romans. They just were sure that the Messiah would come and do that for them. And they could cite chapter and verse of all these prophecies that seemed to point to that. So I, I just want to kind of give them a little bit of credit here. It's, it, it is understandable that that when Jesus actually, when the Messiah actually came and he didn't have all that worldly power, so to speak, but he had this humility and he died a, a very um, embarrassing death, you know. Yeah, even after the resurrection, you know, some people were like, I don't know. I don't get it. It doesn't fit my expectations. So, yeah, but Jesus is like, can't you see it? All that the prophets have spoken. Here I am. I'm standing right before you. That's one observation. The second observation I have is, I love this phrase, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. And I just wrote in the margins of my book here as we're going through this, best Bible study ever. (laughs) (laughs) Hanging out with Jesus himself and having him be like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to tell you about Jeremiah. I can't wait to tell you about Hosea. I can't wait to tell you about Isaiah. And having him pour through the scriptures and point them to himself. Oh, I'd love to be there. You know, it was, uh, you know this because you went to seminary. I did not know this because I did not go to seminar, uh, seminary. However, um, the preaching from the pulpit. Now, it, it, if I'm exaggerating this, please correct me. But preaching from the pulpit cannot be about a recent event in the neighborhood or a war that's broken out somewhere else. They can be aspects of a a sermon perhaps, but they can't be the reason for the sermon. The sermon has to focus on Jesus Christ. Mm. And and, and so many churches I attended before getting to Stanwich, Mm -hmm. God had put me kind of in a jigsaw puzzle churches. And each one of them, would compromise their authority and, and, and their role by uh, focusing the sermon on a, a, a something going on in the culture, something going on nearby, something going on here, there, and everywhere, or history or something. I may be exaggerating a little bit. 
But Jesus, uh, in, and I'm, this, you're talking about the 70s and all this stuff that was going on there. Well, I was a child of that in a way. Mm. Uh, and I was influenced by it. It really was the, the power of materialism, the power of wealth, the power of prosperity, mm. the power of winning World War II and taking control of so much of what is in the world. And then um, saying, aren't we doing a great job? Aren't we mm. terrific? Aren't we wonderful? Uh, and they kind of replaced their own wonderfulness. Uh, they were substituted for Christ, even in the churches. Mm. And I think that uh, Jesus, I, I think what you just repeated, and beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. Man, uh, that is a worthwhile Bible study. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you had that a hundred percent right, and uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I, I knew the institutional church. Mm-hmm. I knew the one that you had communion at a certain time, you prayed at a certain time, you shook hands with people at a certain time, uh, you smiled at the the, the minister as you were leaving. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, and you really didn't take very much with you in, in most cases. And I, I think that it's just a, it, it, I think that this is a message to the church and the beginning with yep. Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself, as well as concerning you and me and the people that became before us and the people who will come after us. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that totally. And I, I have had some people over the years say, man, why do you make every single Old Testament story into something about Jesus? You know, I've had that kind of <laughs> criticism of my preaching. And I think the answer is, well, Jesus did. You know, <laughs> look at his talk on the road to Emmaus. He, he showed how all these Old Testament prophecies did point to himself. So I'm in good company if I <laughs> do. Or, or you could say, check out Luke 24, 25 through 29. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right.